Okay. So that would be a 23. We're only level five. How can you guys be rolling all of these fucking things? We're not even playing a game anymore. Am I even here? Like, I mean, I could do a dex check for you. You'd feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. The, the DM conundrum when their, play when their players start, quote, winning. Yeah, but... <laughs> when the players just start running the game, it's like, yeah, oh, my job's really easy now. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best part. Yep. It's like, well, oh, fuck, Nat 20. You tell me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Explorers Club. The party is heading back to the house. Doyle, you're still a mountain goat. Meh. <laughs> and as you guys get up to the door, you see your good old friend and confidant and butler, Jonathan Hadley, the giant seven foot tall Goliath. And his suit is looking very good. And as he opens the door for you, uh, after this fight, how how are you guys looking? Are you guys you guys a little ragged? I'm full health. Uh, if I remember correctly, Ernestine <laughs> prestidigitated herself clean. Vader's probably a little dusty. He definitely, um, you know, exerted himself a bit, but he didn't suffer any injuries, so he's you know just a little little dirt at the hem. That's all. I think I just got real dirty hooves, um, probably mud mixed in with my fur uh, at the bottom, but I have been banging my horns on everything I can get uh, them to bang on. So you got you to gotta enjoy it when you get to change into animals. So just really living up that goat life right now. Oh, of course. And John Hadley just looks at you, Doyle. Oh, um, where did... We have no fauna on the estate. Whip. Do I even? Uh, that's Mr. Charleston. Um, <laughs> there was an incident in the graveyard. Don't worry, we've handled it. Everything is fine. But um, he thought it might be to his best interest to be of a slightly larger size. Um, perhaps we should talk in private. Briefly, I can fill you in on what's happened. Um, we also may want to report to um, Lord Silvershield. John looks down at you. You would like to discuss this now? Yes, I, I was going to ask what what kind of incident is this, but we can we can remove into an inner chamber if that would. I simply don't wish to cause any distress to any of the other guests. Things were a bit um. Curious. Meh. Yes, as Mr. Charleston put it, meh. So, sorry, yes. I don't speak goat. Of course. <laughs> yes, come, 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 follow me into into the armory b below the staircase. Be, be quick. The, uh, the the constables have been relentless, so to speak. Oh yes, I'm quite sure of that. As everyone goes in, I would like to bound off around the perimeter. <laughs> I have a very specific thing I want to do while I am a goat, but I can't really communicate what that is to anyone, and I will join them at a later time. <laughs> As you turn heels and leave, John just, just kind of like looks at you go, looks back at Vodder over and Ernestine. I take it that nobody can... Nobody's talking to, to him right now, right? Well, unless you've got someone with speak with animals or message, probably not. Hmm. Alas, I am, am not of that talent. Uh, Ernestine suddenly has a thought and casts <laughs> message. I am the queen of subtlety. She points at the goat. Goatman, Mr. Goatman. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So she asks 
where he's off to and oh. he's joining us. Oh, oh. I'll be right back. I just need to get up to the high ground, do a quick surveillance. Uh, goats are naturally good climbers. Just watch. Fantastic. We'll meet again later. So yeah, I'm immediately trying to get on top of this manor, just rock climb up the walls as best I can um, and get to the highest point on the outside. One, to actually see if there's any crazy things going around the perimeter. Two, definitely looking for my fourth uh, point to put a uh, coin and the highest point on the roof sounds exactly like where he would put one. Such a yeah, cheater. Totally. Why don't, why don't you roll me a uh, athletics with advantage because you're a goat? A hundred percent. That is exactly what Surefooted says on my goat stats. Yeah. Well, that was a short stream, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a non-natural 20. I think that you not only managed to make it up, but with that non, non-natural non 20, as you are climbing up this manor, you kind of like cross one of the bedroom windows and you can see Harriet Lockwell. She is sitting with her face in, in her hands, almost like she's crying. Her normally glittery pantsuit is covered with dirt. It's like almost brown at this point. And as you climb up, you see her like take her head out of her hands and then walk over to her wardrobe to like try it. And it looks like she's sifting through uh, other outfits, but uh, there is just this like pile of dirt in her room. It looks like she tracked in like a wheelbarrow of dirt almost. I'm gonna ask this and I know it's gonna sound stupid. How many arms does she have? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound stupid at all. It's been a couple of weeks since we found the arms, so, you know, I thought I'd ask. Oh. You know, just in case you skimmed over that detail. Uh, no, nah, she she has both of her arms. Great, great. Um, and do I happen to get a glimpse of her coin or a red glow in her room? Uh, roll a perception for me. All right, goat perception. Let's go. <laughs> are, goats, are goats perceptive? Um, I don't know. <laughs> this goat isn't. <laughs> Ah, druids still get to keep their mental stats. That is a six from me, dog. Yeah, you you don't see a glow. She doesn't have her coin like on a nightstand or anything. Yeah, it's it's not there. Got it. You managed to make it all the way up to the top of the tower. No problem. What are you looking for? Two things, and I will do the appropriate thing first. I would like to just survey everything, see if there's any more movement in the graveyard, if I can get a bird's eye view of the labyrinth that we already went through that would be great if i can see if there's any movement in the windmill correct i think there was also on the premises and um if for some reason there is like a clock tower up here or some sort of weird high entrance to the roof i would like to take note of it because if i need to get down without being a goat this might be harder Totally. Yeah, so you, you notice the windmill that is still kind of slowly turning, even though that there is no wind, and there is a light up in, like, the top window of the windmill, basically the only window, uh, and there is, like, a lantern burning in there for, for sure. Well, that's a fire hazard. <laughs> and <laughs> you also notice uh, that there is definitely some, some kind of, like, grated window that could probably be broken that you would assume like goes goes to an attic of some sort up here. Um, no movement can be spotted though in the maze or still in the graveyard. Nope. If I can see them from up here, uh, they are they are they are still. And then the second part, I definitely want to do a quick search if there is any indentation the size of my coin. But I would like to do that in goat form until I find it because if I don't need to break my goat form, it'll be a lot easier to get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Roll, roll me an investigation. Mm-hmm. That's my third three tonight. Uh, that's an eight. There is a, as you're like climbing around up up here, kind of sort of by the window to, to the attic. There's like a, a kind of weird, definite break in these bricks that like kind of sort of looks like a coin could go there, but also it kind of like looks a little natural as well. It definitely piques your interest, but it's definitely not as cut and dry as the gravestones were. And it's right by where the window covering is? Yes. 
Excellent. I'm going to back up on the roof and I'm going to charge and use my horns to bash those uh, bars in. So that way I can get in there, place my coin, and then figure out where the stairs are. Totally. Roll. Uh, in athletics or like a, an, an attack? Yeah. Like, do you have an attack for that? Um, I, I have a charge attack. If I move at least 20 feet, I basically buck someone with my horns and I get to deal extra damage to it. And if it is a creature, they need to succeed on a dex or on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So like, yeah, try I and knock those bars prone. Yeah, this, this it's it's a creature. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making them fall over. I want the bars to become prone with the force of my head. Of course, That's how this works. Yep. yep, yep. So I'll roll whatever you tell me to if you want an attack damage. Just an athletics. attack. Just an Ooh. attack. Oh, uh, that is much better. That would be a 23 to hit. There's nothing special about these bars. They 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 start peeling and, and moving and then you snap them off. No problem. Great. And at that point, I will go ahead and break my goat form, get myself in through that window and try to shove my coin in that area that I thought might work. But also knowing that my roll was low might not. Yeah. And you get up to the window and you're, you're standing right in the window and you push your coin into the slot. And as soon as you do that, you hear some rustling from inside the attic. And we are going to go back downstairs to John Hadley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's fine. I'm going to die. Everything's fine. I can't heal you if you don't know where you are. I can heal me if I know where I am. And nobody can hear you scream because you're so far away from everybody. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> you're like, I'm a loud boy. <laughs> you do not know what Doyle is capable of. Turns out Doyle took thaumaturgy and nobody noticed. <laughs> so we will go back to as soon as Ernestine Carroll kind of gets gets the word from Doyle that he's just going to go do something and he'll be back later. John turn, turns to you guys. Okay, just come come with me to, to the armory and just let's let's just try and try and be be discreet. And now it's a little easier now that 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 the goat is is gone. But come come and he like hurries you guys through the foyer and into the small service door on the left side of the grand staircase. And inside inside this room, the armory is a long 30 uh, by 40 foot room with many like glass display cabinets uh, dotted at regular intervals, probably like every like six or seven feet. Uh, and they have like hunting trophies, business awards, like a, a park bench building trophy from a fair. Like this is like Entrar's trophy room. He just sticks everything in here. And there are three suits of armor propped up around the two back corners of the room and one on the left side going halfway down. And in the middle of the room, there, there is this just golden plinth that has nothing on it. And John leads you in. And as soon as you guys are all in the door, he shuts the door softly. Okay, what... What was was this disturbance that you guys were were experiencing in in the graveyard? So you remember that arm that terrified the chef when it came up in the dumb waiter? Yes. How could I forget? Right. So we thought, severed hand, usually not, hopefully not on a live body. We'd go see what the dead ones were, and we found them. Several of them, in fact, several undead, to be precise. Large, monstrous creature with the horrifying rotting face of a relative of Mr. Charleston's apparently, according to him uh, as well as several other skeletons they seemed very intent on taking our coins and not in a like playful oh it's a game sort of way slightly more murdery than that also one of your graves has been dug up and has the name of an old friend of mine which is very curious because I don't think he's got any connection to this place so what name? oh well, there were two that were peculiar. The one I recognized was a, was a fellow named Hercule Flambeau. Knew him years ago. Uh, there was another one that just said Nana. Interesting. Um, uh, Mr. Drin, uh, did, did you find anything? 
Over at this point is probably just wearing the scarf. The fabric scrap? Uh, the fabric scrap of not, this wasn't scarf, I guess, yeah, but uh, um, <laughs> uh, Lockwell, right? Yeah. And looks at him like, kind of turns his head and goes, no. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing worth mentioning. Not one diddly dang thing. Roll a persuasion for me, please. Happily. <laughs> 24. Uh, I I forget you're you're like a scummy business dude. <laughs> okay. I did what I had to do to make my millions and now I'm out here trying to just elevate myself and the people around me. Like like we all are. <laughs> ain't, ain't that the truth? Really, Olver's the only one playing this game the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Well, okay. So at the beginning of this whole series, that was like, hey guys, you know, we're gonna be doing this murder mystery thing, da da da. Like, think about the character you'd want to be in high society. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm in, no problem. And now suddenly everybody else is like, playing not that, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm a scummy businessman. <laughs> I, I support you. I don't know what you're talking about. I back you 100%. That's true. That's true. Zep the DM loves Olver. <laughs> <laughs> Never change. <laughs> no, no. I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm. I'm. That's a massive overreaction. I, I'm just being a dick <laughs> for the audience. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so I rolled a 24, and I 100% am stone faced. No, nothing to mention. I would say maybe I've even tried to accessorize this fabric a little. You like lock like your like part of your necklace like over it or something or like yeah yeah, <laughs> and I'm just dead stare, nothing at all. And he says okay, and he like eyes the the scarf quote quote uh, for mm -hmm. for a couple seconds, and then and then he just kind of like shakes it off. Ernestine, you got a little little spring in your in your step, huh? Do I? She is still holding onto her glass of wine and sips some. <laughs> And Ernestine, can you roll me a perception check, please? I would love to. As Ernestine Carroll is very good at reading people. Okay. So that would be a 23. As you're kind of like talking, something about what, what John was doing just doesn't sit right with you. And you kind of like think back and you realize you saw just like the, the flitter of the paper out from the corner of your eye. When Water was describing the different names coming out of the graveyard, you saw like that he was reading off of a paper in in his hand as if almost to like check something. And then he looks back down. Oh, yes, but did did anyone get hurt in this in this incident? Do I need to administer any any aid? Well, I think we'll find out when the goat man comes back. Uh, I believe he was the only one who was feeling a bit off. But he'd been complaining about dinner, too, so... Yes, I don't know if it was before or after. He did get a bit... I am a cleric! Oh, but you're... This is not a business trip. You... I, I insist that you... You let us handle any... Any slight scrapes, bumps, bruises, or... Otherwise. Certainly, of course. Wouldn't want to presume. We'll be sure he comes to you, should he need any attention. As long as everybody is... Is, is okay. I think it's best that uh, you guys all go get changed for dinner. Um, Father, I believe that you, you're a little dirty. Oh, heavens. So it seems. I uh, must have not realized how close I got to the um, excavated grave in your graveyard. Uh, you might want to send someone to see about that, by the way. It could be a dangerous tripping hazard for anyone going on a evening stroll or anything like that. Oh, Yes, no, we we wouldn't want any evening strolls, any necrotic guests at this function. I will I will personally go see what the disturbance was about as soon as you leave. Oh, I'm so I didn't realize that we were intruding on your uh, lovely armory. It's uh it's quite nice in here. I'm rather surprised that uh, Lord Silvershield keeps all of his accomplishments. Uh, Closed away like this, I would have expected him to uh, put them on display, perhaps in the library. Oh, so I, you are obviously not not intruding. I meant as when you went to go get ready for dinner. But yeah, Mister Mister Silvershield, he is a humble man, of course. Oh, I, I would expect nothing less from a businessman of his prowess. I've never had the pleasure of uh, meeting him. I don't believe he's mostly dealt with my superior, so uh, I do hope he will be attending dinner. I'd love the opportunity to meet the man in person. Oh yes, he is. He is an 
he like pulls pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket and looks at it and you can see like line item schedule stuff it's like almost like an itinerary he looks at it yes he he should be down shortly for for some pre-dinner appetizers and cocktails Wonderful. I should love to ask him about, and Vodder is going to try to try to do the smooth move of like walking past Jonathan towards this golden plinth thing because he wants to kind of get a scan of what all is in here, but do it in that very like, I'm just your like friendly neighborhood cleric way where he's like just wandering around looking at things, but he's trying to do like, again, that keen mind, very swift scan of things. He'll lock us something and be like, yes, I'd love to ask him about the, uh, what is this? Oh, Stonecutter's Convention 14 years ago. Wonderful. That must have been a fascinating experience. I wonder how he uh, stacks up against the dwarven stonecutters of the uh, of the Sword Coast region. Have you ever seen any of their work? And is going to just super, like, affably do a sweep, try to do a sweep of this room past Jonathan. Absolutely. It's pretty, pretty unassuming. Why don't you give me a perception roll and I will tell you about this golden plinth that is in the center of the room. I mean, just for no particular reason, that seems kind of cool, and I'd be interested to know more about it. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, if you don't want to make a perception check roll, I could give you the fucking you failed answer right now. <laughs> no, I'll make the perception roll, because I uh, perception's not my strong suit, but that was a 21, so I'm going to take that instead. Nice. <laughs> tell me, tell me about Damn, the plinth. The sass in your voice. <laughs> uh, you, you tell me what's on the plinth. Like, Hang on, uh, let me roll something on a table. Yeah, <laughs> it's magic. Uh, and as you like look around, you notice that this this plinth looks a little out of place. As in, everything is like made out of these really ornate stonework with glass inlaid in them. This plinth is solid gold. Very shiny. Weird. Okay. Yes. Um, does it happen to have like a three to four inch diameter round indent in the top? Not that you see, but what you do see on the top is this very ornate lettering. And that lettering says, sacrifices must be made to shine light in this cold, dark world. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Vodder's just going to take note about that and uh, sweep back around and give Hadley a little little head nod. Be like, well, uh, lovely. Perhaps we can come look around later. Looking forward to meeting Lord Silvershield. I suppose I should go get myself a bit better tidied up. Can represent the uh, Church of Knowledge and Information looking like a common street peasant, yes? <laughs> yes, uh, that would be wise. But uh, don't let me say what you do. I I have a graveyard to go check out. Quite. Uh, feel free to uh, knock on my door if you have any further questions. <laughs> yes. Um, appetizers in in thirty minutes. Wonderful. He looks around at the three of you and specifically stops it over. It would be who of you to. Not be late, Mr. Drin. It would what me? Behoove you. Right. And he walks out. I don't much trust that man. No. Why would you? There's nobody here that I trust. And Olver pulls the thing off of his neck and says, It appears that there are a number of people here playing a game, and we seem to be the only ones not playing to win. And I would estimate that two of us with coins that seem to be lighting up have gotten... Lucky. There does seem to be a great deal of luck involved in this supposed game. Well, we haven't figured out the rules. It's only luck until you figure out what's going on. Then we can strategize on it, but... Very astute point. It appears others are strategizing better than us. Well, our friend Mr. Charleston seems to have an odd amount of luck in that he'll just touch it to anything. I don't know that that's strategy so much as persistence. Over, over puts the coin against the wall and looks at Ernestine and, and goes, well, Miss Na Miss Carol, what do you think of this? Well, chaos works sometimes. He puts the coin back in his pocket and walks out and he is going to try and find, he doesn't know whether or not she's alive or dead, uh, Harriet Lockwell. Okay. And you clomp out of the room, uh, Ernestine and Vodder. What are you guys up to? 
Vonner's gonna walk back over to the, like, Golden Plinth and just be like, um, Miss Carol, perhaps an interesting note for your next book. Mm-hmm. And point out the inscription. Oh, delightfully ominous, one might say. Quite. Normally I wouldn't think much of it. I've seen many artifacts in my time and my travels, but, um, this seems singularly out of place in such a location as this. I wonder if perhaps we should take a hint from Mr. Charleston's book after all. And Vader will go ahead and reach in a part of his coin and just like set it on top just to see what happens. Fully expecting that this is going to just like light on fire or something. Like he's just <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and as, as you put your coin on the plinth, the words uh, sacrifices must be made to shine light in this cold, dark world start pulsing red but the coin does not light up the coin doesn't doesn't react at all it's just the words fascinating you certainly did it there father i will meet you at dinner and ernestine is going to go ahead and bust out the door and uh she's just going to keep an, a little bit of an eye on hadley she she's gonna <laughs> see what he does when he heads out to the graveyard Cool, yeah, so, and then, Vader, how are you leaving this room? Repocket the coin, follow, take an assessment, and follow whoever I happen to see, which will probably be Ernestine. I'll just kind of follow at a distance. Ernestine and Vader, you kind of start peeping out the door to see what Hadley's gonna do, Is he's he's probably about a third of the way to the graveyard. It's It ain't close. Uh, and over, you instantly find this, like, dirt trail that looks suspiciously like the same dirt that you had found in the graveyards leading up the stairs. And you follow it all the way up. The kitchen and dining room and library level is bustling with activity. You you see the Fairbrand brothers. You see Amy the Tiefling setting the tables. The the boar smells amazing. You see Constable Custard and and Detective Rhubarb kind of sipping on these like highball Manhattan uh, type type drinks, yucking it up with each other. Banana the dog is doing tricks. It's it's generally jovial. And you keep walking up the stairs, following this trail. And while I'm walking up the stairs, almost like as a meme, but also like half serious, I'm just randomly like touching my coin against the wall and clocks and like <laughs> sets of armor and shit. Like at this point, I'm just like half like, oh yeah, strategy motherfucker. And then half like, this is so, this is so stupid. I'm smarter than this. What am I doing? You know? And I'm just but, and now, go, now, now imagine over doing that while you continue your description. <laughs> Yeah, and you're you're kind of doing that, and as you like reach the second story, and you kind of like are sliding your coin along the banister, Amy kind of just like stops what she's doing and just cocks her head and just gives you this weird look, as almost to just say like, "This guy is gonna be my boss," and then like shake, shakes her head because she remembers that she got in trouble the last time she like stopped to like do anything for you, and so goes back to. Uh, setting the tables and you continue following this dirt trail until you are right in front of the guest room that has the plaque that reads Lockwell on it. I will knock. And you hear kind of a a no sniffle as it almost sounds like somebody stops crying. (laughs) And you hear footsteps moving towards towards the door. And Doyle, we're going back up to the attic. So I got my fourth uh, glowy thing on my coin and I won the game and all my wildest <laughs> dreams came true. And there's another gnome there and she's really cute. And did you, you just kick Agatha? Did you roll like a 35 on your lore check? What's <laughs> happening? 35 on, on the, I'm the DM now check. Fuck off. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> so there was a rustling when we last left. Oh yeah, there was a rustling, and as you kind of stick your coin into this like slot, nothing happens. Well, nothing happens with the coin. No charges uh, move into the coin. No charges leave the coin. Great, great. But you hear this kind of rustling in in this dimly lit, dusty attic. 
and as you kind of like look look in, it takes your eyes a little bit to adjust. There's just a multitude of stacked up boxes here, moth eaten. There's some things covered in in sheets, and probably about 15 feet in around the corner of a big pile of boxes, kind of just hear this this rustling, almost like something is moving around on newspapers. Just like this. Well, I hate that. I will go ahead and pull out my U wand because, you know, every druid needs to focus. And I am going to just light up the tip of it with produce flame just to light up this room as well. And just kind of, I can hear you over there. If you'd like to introduce yourself, this could go well for both of us. Sorry, did you drop your goat form or are you doing this as a goat? I dropped my goat form to get inside. I figured my head was big enough to break open the window, but the goat wouldn't get inside. Cool. I also needed to get my coin to actually touch yeah, things. He needed so. to get his coin out of his goat crotch. Yep. Yeah, that's. I was just really concerned about <laughs> yeah. where this mm -hmm. wand came from if you were still a goat. Sorry, please continue. Oh, yeah, that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'll go ahead and just repeat myself uh, in like little yips, barks, and meows as I can communicate with all small creatures because I am a gnome and these are the fun gnome things you get to do just in case, I don't know, it's a bug or something. Yeah, I can communicate simple ideas with small or smaller beasts with speak with small beasts. So, you know, just in case it's a rabid possum. Yeah, and as... As you walk forward, roll me a perception here to see see what catches your eye first as you round this corner. I got a ten. It's gonna succeed half the time. I wasn't I wasn't expecting a low roll. I was I was immediately expecting a twenty two. Hundred percent. Roll to seven. I added three. That's how you make ten. This time. <laughs> With that attitude, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as you turn turn this corner, you you see kind of like what looks like a gray pile on the ground. But what catches your eye is above this, there is an open box. And inside this box is just loaded with what with what you know are material spell components. And we're not talking like fucking a piece of hair, right? We're talking like jade circlets, reliquaries, big ass fucking diamonds. And as a druid, you would know that these are specifically used to cast heavy hitting fuck you spells. Yeah, 100%. We are in the manner of who I assume is a strong spellcaster. Not going to touch those. Yeah, going to work my way around that and then just proceed to find an exit, but also a quick glance around to see if there's another place I could shove my coin. Where apparently everyone else thinks I'm doing this randomly. <laughs> I have a theory it's not been proven to anything and that's why I haven't told anyone about it but it's fine as you kind of round the corner roll me a deck saving throw I can't wait to trip on this thing uh, deck saving throw 15 you manage to avoid this as you're kind of turning around the corner just like kind of looking at these material components to, to spells you almost trip on this gray pile that you immediately notice is not just like a gray pile of cloth. It looks like this weird, very dry, almost mummified body. Jump, jump, jump. How many arms does it have? Its left arm is, is very full. It has a shoulder and an elbow and a hand. Its right arm has a shoulder, an elbow, and about half a forearm. And you can see down at the bottom, this is this person is wearing what looks to be uh, you know, a chef's outfit, maybe. And there is a long knife kind of down down on the floor. Excuse me, uh, you wouldn't happen to be part of the staff here, would you? It does not talk to you. It is a dried out, almost mummified body. Mm, yes, yes, creepy. I hate this. I don't want to be here anymore. I am going to look for that exit post haste. <laughs> and are you like moving very speedily? 
Yes, I, I I'm going to just frantically get to the other side of the room, hoping that there is an entrance on the opposite side of the window I came in. Basically, just if there's scraps of things on the ground, I'll kick them out of the way, looking for any sort of like trap door, because I assume I'm in a, like a tower. So yeah, looking for stairs and or. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you just roll me a quick dex uh, dex save to see how hard you stomp on the ground? Sure thing. Not very hard as I get an eight. As you're kind of like moving, you notice that the body as you're moving away, every time you step, it kind of like starts to like break apart as if it was, it might be made by dust. Like it's only ash or something, uh, but it does not like fully, fully go away. Oh. It's, it is still, still formed when you uh, make it to the stairwell to go down. It is a very kind of small stairwell. And as you uh, get get all the way down, it is you notice that there is like this big deadbolt that is locking the door from from the inside. Throwing that deadbolt open and swinging open that door and hoping I'm going to appear on the third floor behind that locked door that I found earlier. <laughs> You swing the door open and you see straight in front of you enter our Silver Shield's bedroom. As you kind of walk out, let's let's go over to Olver. As you get to the door of Miss Harriet Lockwell's room, as as she as she walks over to to, to open the door, can I can I help you? I just hold up the um, piece of fabric. I think you've dropped this, man. You you were at the graveyard. Yeah, there was a few of us there. You know, hell of a night for an adventure out there, I'd say. We're all pretty, uh, pretty dead. It's, it's just, it's just funny that you say that. Just, I, Over like sort of gestures himself in. May I? Oh, and you can Thanks. see that she was like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And <laughs> you can see that she was like in the process of picking out an outfit. Her silver pantsuit is very dirty, and as you kind of like push push by her to to walk in, she's like, well, um. Uh, Okay, um, I take a I take a seat and like, is there more than one outfit on the bed? Yeah. How many outfits? Explain There's, them to me in great detail. There are three of them. Uh, the the first one is kind of like a maroon, like a maroon dress, a, a lot more formal. The second one is another identical silver pantsuit, and you tell me what the third one is. <laughs> Who are they made by? Who are the designers? Okay, the. The maroon dress is Fantasy Gucci, FG. The silver, the silver pantsuit is obviously made by Fantasy Hermes. Let him come up with this. This is the kind of world building. <laughs> <laughs> so we had Fantasy Gucci. Uh, let's see. How do I? Okay. Clothing, <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Clothing brand generator. Dolce and Dabana. Make him remember those design classes. Does no. it use a, a, a half whip stitch on silk? <laughs> That's well, the last the last dress is an evening gown by Fantasy Vera Wang. Gotcha. Since you told me that I had to have a I had to have a I had to have one. I'm gonna say it's uh black with a single shoulder strap. <laughs> I, I'm not the DM. I don't have to build the world. I'm just going to say that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> and I'm going to sit down at the like, you know, whatever chair is in the, is in the, um... oh, I'm sorry. Were you done explaining the, the nightgowns? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that. I feel like would... I didn't. There was you, you uh, said yeah. the maroon one. There was a silver yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. Fantasy so Gucci. Yep. And uh, let's see, silver one. Uh, I was gonna say fantasy Dior, but it can't be because that's now the uh, the the underdark chic is is, is fantasy Dior. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what about her uh, jewelry? Just pearls. Just pearls everywhere. Her jewelry pearls is everywhere. banging, dude. And let's just leave it at that. Like, <laughs> okay. All right. So I actually, you know, instead of walking and sitting down on the um, on the chair, I, I walk over to her like jewelry chest, which I assume she has there with her oh, various oh, yeah. pearl and gold and white gold necklaces mm -hmm. and rings. And I uh, pick up, you know, like just one really nice silver 
Actually, what I do is I try to match it to the closest color of the coin. Mm, okay. And I pick it up and I go over to the black gown and I'm just like kind of sizing this this necklace to each one of her outfits. I'm kind of just like sitting there and I'm like, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> there is something here that we're all trying to find, right? In your case, in this moment, it's the right outfit for the evening, right? Well, I, I mean, just a, just a moment ago, I was trying to find a, a way, a way out of a fight. Mm-hmm. And the moment before that, what were you looking for that took you to the grave? Oh, what we're all here for, honey? You know it. I pull out my coin and like toss it at the like top of the of the gowns and I'm like, well, you see, I haven't had very much success finding what we're all here for, so I would just love a little bit of guidance. The secret is still sizing up different pieces of jewelry to the dress, by the way. Seems just like you gotta you gotta be first. Miss Lockwell, with all due respect, I'm not an idiot. I just need to know how to find what we're looking for. Look, I... my success could be your success, Miss Lockwell. Oh, how so? I'm listening now. Well, how many points have you found? More than you. Let me put it that way. Well, that might be true. So what if I do all the work and say heavy lifting of finding you the points so that you come out the victor in exchange for what we'll call a partnership in the future? A partnership? What could just a small time codebreaker have to offer? To someone of your stature. I'm sure the time will come and we'll we'll find that out together. I mean, you're here because Silver Shield obviously found a use for you, right? Oh well, of course. Like I've said before, Miss Lockwell, I uh, have an interest in people. You see, and there will come a time where I'll need you, or you'll need me. I see no reason why we shouldn't uh, prepare prepare for that inevitability now. And I like pick up my coin and I leave the necklace on the uh, on the maroon dress. Suave. <laughs> and I and I stuff my coin back into my suit coat and like kind of pop the collar and and I grab the silver fabric from her pantsuit and put that back around her neck or back around my neck, excuse me. And I walk out. Roll me a persuasion with advantage right now. This is an important roll, Nestor. I rolled a twenty twenty two. As you kind of like turn to leave, she just says, "What? Wait, 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 wait. Shall we?" Uh... Before he turns around, like Oliver has the biggest smirk on his face. He's just like, "Yes." As you turn around, she's she is holding up a half drank bottle of whiskey with a handkerchief tied around it, and she just says, "Don't you think we should, uh, no, consummate this partnership w- with a little drink?" Let's. And she pours a glass and hands it to you. I will very slyly detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in, in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And you learn at School of Magic, if any. Yeah, so the only magic that, uh, that, that you detect is just emanating from the building itself. It's the same magic that like everyone has kind of just sensed. Um, it's, okay, it, but there's it's, nothing coming from the cup specifically. Nope, cup, cup and glass and handkerchief. There's definitely like like traces of magic on them, but they are not active. It's old. Okay, very good. I still do not take a drink, but <laughs> I will like lift the cup to my lips and let the like whiskey run across my lips and like sort of give the impression that I'm drinking. I'll roll the deception if you need me to. I get the feeling that that's where this is going to happen. Yeah, I, I would love a, I would love a deception. So, you know, you, you, you're going to breathe in, but you're not going to inhale. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, a 13. As you kind of do that, you see Harriet just take a big slug and her glass comes down basically empty and she notices that your glass, you know, you, you might have had a swig. You may not have had a swig. She doesn't really know, but she kind of looks at you and shakes her head, puts the glass down and says, so here's how I think that we are going to get the next uh, quadrant of our little game. There's a, a man 
came in. You... Did you have a graveyard experience? I did. I shared one. As as one often does. Uh, but did did it involve things coming out of the grave and somebody getting getting pieces of the coin from striking down those horrors? Don't they always involve things coming out of the ground? Yes. Graveyard experiences, I mean. So I managed to get rid of one of those horrors, but the other one this was a little more powerful. And I had I had to make a, a tactical retreat, if you will. Okay. And when I came back, all that I found was this bottle of whiskey. I think if we find this guy, take him out. I think there's a I think there's a piece of the coin in it for us. Can I like observe the whiskey for any sort of clues? Maybe a name on the bottle or so the whiskey is Oh, I can pawn this off on somebody else. Uh Lady Bedivere, what what's the brand of whiskey that uh Flambeau always leaves for you? Felony whiskey. Yeah. It's a Oof. bottle of it is a bottle of felony whiskey. Based off of my real life favorite. Gonna say that was not the tip of the top there, bud. I saw it coming, and I was just like, "Better be prepared." <laughs> oh, wait, who always leaves it for you? Flumbo. Hercule. Uh, you don't know this yet, but you can ask him. Also, that handkerchief probably has an F embroidered on it. If it you yep. look into it, just saying. Stands for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I grab it and and um, take the handkerchief off of it. And I will fold it into a three-point fold and put it into my jacket pocket while hiding the embroidery. It looks suave as fuck, huh? And then uh, I'll look at it and say, may I uh, hold on to this? Oh, of course. Excellent. Thank you again, Miss Lockwell. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you at dinner. I'll look forward to it. And then I will, uh, I will walk out and head to my room. No, I will head to I will head to find Vader. As you walk out of the door, almost in perfect unison, as one door shuts, another door to your left opens up, and you can see Doyle as he just bursts out of this attic, almost tripping as as he you know is running down the stairs. Hello, my small uh, friend. Hi. Hello, uh, the tall of average stature person. Hi, over. No longer goats, I see. No, no. Thought I had a lead. Um, saw some stuff. Saw some stuff I didn't want to see. And uh, where did your adventures as a goat take you, my friend? Uh, to, to the roof. I wanted to see what was happening around the grounds. Uh, windmill. No wind. Is moving. Suspect. Light at the top. Fire hazard. Also, I think I found uh, who's missing the arm. Mm -hmm. So. And oh, it's not. Lockwell. Yes, I know that. Are you going to tell me who's missing the... Oh, I don't know who they are. It's a mummy upstairs with one arm uh, that started to disintegrate a little bit, and if I know anything about mummies, there's curses, and I want nothing to do with it. So... <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, the arm that we found wasn't mummified, so I'm thinking someone may have gotten a mummy's curse on their arm thought they could chop their arm off to relieve the curse they did have a knife next to them uh but then our dust but we also found the arm at the bottom of the manor and this body's at the top i didn't see a dumbwaiter portal to the lock tower from the inside so you know i got a lot more questions but i got a lot more Doyle. appetite we should have dinner Doyle. and i'll go ahead and like grab a chair from the nearby room and like Prop it up against this door. Uh, Doyle. Yeah. Did you touch your coin to it? <laughs> what do you think? No, no. I'm, if you want to go and try and get that, you can. It's not worth the risk. I already had to fight my Nana tonight. I do not want to fight a mummy. Oliver puts his, his, his hands in, his, in the pockets of his coat and goes, of course. What was I thinking? To the dining room. But yeah. A chair, if I can, up against that door. Because I can't lock it again. Then I will head down to dinner. Yeah, and you you guys start walking down the stairs as the camera smash cuts to both Vader and Ernestine peeking out the door. Well, Scooby Doo, yeah, yeah. yeah Scoop Scooby Doing 
out the door as Jonathan Hadley gets to gets to the graveyard and he he kind of like closes the gate behind him and walks kind of around the corner out of sight. You guys are going to have to move, maybe get closer if, if you want to see what he's actually going to be doing in there. Uh, yeah, like full, like tiptoey. Why don't you guys roll me stealth checks here? I have a 15 stealth. Mm, I'm not good at stealth. Uh, I have a 10. You guys kind of sneak are sneaking up on, on Mr. Hadley as he is in the graveyard. And as you kind of round the corner, you can see just the last pieces of dirt flow back into the graves, almost as if it, like, it wasn't being shoveled back into the graves, almost as if like it was a film on reverse, almost. As in this this explosion of dirt, like you see it go up and then and then just suck straight back down into the grave. And as you get close, Vader, what do you step on that makes noise? I assume a piece of crumbled stonework because it's the only thing that seems to be a feature of this estate. You would be at a stone mogul's estate. Yeah, and as you kind of like step on this cobblestone and lose your footing a little bit, you see John just jerk his head straight over. Can I help you two? Dinner is about to be served. Uh, <laughs> yep. Ernestine casts charm person. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a band. We're in a bind. Cast it. Uh, okay. Maybe do it. Go for it, boo. I was going to say, she's literally like hand over mouth if necessary and cast. (laughs) Oh, no, Vader just does his best. I'm a bumbling idiot face, which is kind of his default. He's really good at that face. I must make a wisdom saving throw. You or your companions are not fighting him, so he does not have advantage. No, we would like to not fight if possible. Oh, but I want to kill you guys. I know, you've been trying. Yikes, that is a, that's a 12. It's a 12. Well, so sorry, sir. That fails. You are charmed. All right, let me, let me just get the, get the edera here of exactly what I can and can't do. Uh, It is charmed. A charmed creature can't attack the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects. The charmer has advantage on any ability checks to interact socially with the creature. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's casual since we're not fighting. I just want you to go about your business. (laughs) Feel free to ignore us. Oh, um, okay. Um, But do be aware that dinner will be served and he pulls a pocket watch out of his vest. About... Seven, se- seven minutes for, for appetizers. I'm just, just, just cleaning up here. Absolutely wonderful. Can't wait for it. She just stands there waiting for him to go about his business. <laughs> and he he kind of like looks around and spots spots of otter. I thought that I told you to, to clean up and get ready for dinner. Is that how you speak to all of your guests? Yes, I wasn't aware there was a particular dress code, and I still have plenty of time before dinner. As you said, appetizers begin in seven minutes, which means dinner should be in about what, 37 to uh, 42, depending. Hmm. Yes, I, I, I suppose you're right. It really only takes me five minutes to change. It's just a one-for-one swap. I only have, you know, so many... Clothes. Life of a cleric makes things much easier. Hmm. Yes. I, you know, you are you are missing out. The the joys of fine garments are boundless. No doubt. I'm almost done here. I just have to uh, just pack down these these graves. They were um interesting show, right? Oh yes. You should have been here when the uh. And the monsters sprung out of them. It was fascinating. Haven't seen anything like that in 40 plus years. Yeah, they, they really pulled out the stops here. But it seems like there's a... And he, he looks down and you can see that the tombstone for Nana is blank. Hmm. But the tombstone for Hercule Flambeau still has his name on it. <laughs> 
I'm curious. Is there a map that uh, says who who all is buried here? A, a map? Oh, I'm I'm sure that one ex one exists maybe in in the libraries somewhere in in the back, but I'm it's it's generations of of silver shields dating back centuries, millennia. Only silver shields. All except the the two. Roll a uh, roll a persuasion with advantage. Ooh, with advantage. Oh, that's that's charmed. You have advantage on. He doesn't just do things for you. You have advantage on all social interactions with him. Yes. Twenty-one, sir. He looks at, at the two tombstones that are obviously very new, and he says, "Yes, these were uh, <laughs> just added uh, points of entertainment, if, if you will." I've already said too much. Oh, no, I, I absolutely think you could keep talking. I'd love to know more about how these games work, and I would like to cast Zone of Truth on him. Please make a charisma saving throw. I asked if you wanted me to not use the spell. You said it was fine. It's fine. <laughs> 16. Congratulations, you passed. I've never been so happy about a roll in my entire goddamn life. I know. I feel it <laughs> emanating from you. So far. Yeah. I know. She's like, I cast it again. No, I'm not going to waste another spell slot on that. And he, he kind of looks over to you, Ernestine, almost as if he's just like, just kind of ignoring you, Vodder. Look, I, the proceedings are here for everyone's entertainment. It's, um, it's, it's a way to um, vet potential potential partners so to speak that's fascinating what a what an inventive idea spooking all of your candidates is that uh the silver shield tradition i don't make the plans i just do my part and that part right now is making sure that everybody is there for dinner i see is there going to be more entertainment at dinner I'm sure there'll be be something. Uh, Mr. Silvershield will be making an appearance, and he wants to speak to everybody. I am sure he does. I just thought, with a man so in the know, such as yourself, you might have a little tidbit, a little advance notice on the excitement. I'm only told what I need to know, and it is not much for what I do around here. Look, I, I just know that I needed to come out here to reset so to speak reset i see i do in fact see well don't be a stranger now dear oh i'm i'm sure that you'll be seeing much more of me over the next couple of days i have no doubt about that thank you mr hadley father no the the pleasure is mine and H hadley starts starts walking back Vodder just offers his arm to ernestine and, and kind of gives her looks like well done uh, thank you, but are you, is your arm dirty by any chance? <laughs> Sorry, I th no, I think it's just like the the <laughs> hems of my robes because I did fight some stuff, okay. but I didn't really like go down at any point. Right. That's so. fine. Then she will she'll like do a cursory look and then take your arm when she can see that you're not must. Oh yeah, no, it's it's just hems and edges that need to be freshened up. Great. Uh, thank you, Father. I don't know how in the know he actually is, but he certainly seems to think so. I mean, I, I don't have much experience with this particular echelon of society, but I do get the impression that everyone thinks they know a little more than they actually do when they're working for a man such as uh, Entra Silvershield. True. I've only learned to not underestimate the dynamics between the upstairs and the downstairs. Quite. Shall I drop you off at the uh, appetizer hour before I go change, lest I get chastised again, or uh, would you like to go to your room? No, I would love to get straight to hors d'oeuvres. Wonderful. I will drop you off and I'll see you at dinner. And we will stroll back to the house. <laughs> As you guys stroll back onto the house, we are going to go back to Olver and Doyle. Were you guys heading back down to dinner or, or, or were you guys still planning to do something upstairs? 
the last thing I said was, all right, well, on you know, to dinner, and then we'll head to the, the dining room. So I'm heading to the dining room. The same. Uh, I would like to head into the dining room. If I pass by my room, I will open the door and then slightly close it again just to see if I caught anything. Uh, nope, it's it's still there. The ward that you cast is still intact. No one's come in or out. Uh, very quiet in there. Great. And then, yeah, I will head on, continue on my way with Olver. Great. And as, as, as you guys kind of walk down, you see Ernestine Carroll walking up the steps with Vodder as Vodder kind of passes you on the way up to his room. Uh, Vodder, tell me about your excursion up, up to your room. This is my first time going to the third third floor. Oh, um, uh, yes. And so I woke up. I'm I'm going to just do an assessment. I'll see all the nameplates. I would like to read all of the nameplates and see exactly who is where in relation to everyone. Tell me that map, Zep. Give me that sweet, sweet layout. I have to pull it up. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm this person, but I know you have it, so... So she's uh, you're uh, you're sorry about a map? I asked him questions about the brands of fantasy designers. <laughs> that yeah, that's relax. You're, you're, so you're, you're sorry about a map that I already have. Like, <laughs> I have been waiting like four episodes to be able to get this. <laughs> I just didn't want to be the person to do it. No, it's very in character for Vodder. He's like he's just gonna take a stroll up and down the hallway and kind of assess it all. First thing. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely down uh, and describe the font face and size for each nameplate well they're they're all the same probably about 15 point font of a nice crisp serif that has been chiseled into the stone chef's kiss okay so if i'm standing at the uh end of the hallway having just come up the stairs just give me the readout so left side of the hallway ending with the uh propped open door to the attic closest to you Mm -hmm. Constable Custard, Arthur Fairbrand, Reginald Fairbrand, Lady Silverhall, blank. Okay. Uh, right side, Harriet Lockwell. Uh, Doyle Charleston, Ernestine Carroll, Olver Drin, Vodder Bruin, Detective Rhubarb, master bedroom and just to be clear the master bedroom and the attic are like across from each other on opposite sides they're not Correct. no they're not footing anything okay great nope and then big big bay window end of the hallway beautiful uh yeah vodder will just take a take a quick stroll uh, up and down the hallway kind of assess all of these doors look at all of these kind of make note of where everybody's staying take a look out the at the beautiful view through the bay window i'm assuming this looks out over the field and then there's basically it's, it's like looks out over the top of a plateau and down is the sweeping city of Baldur's gate below this plateau wonderful because we're like up on a hill as exactly. all rich people should be oh oh yeah excellent um cool just take a little look take a little scan at everything I'm gonna not do that to you because that's an asshole move. I will just go into my room. <laughs> I want to do a check to see if I notice the dirt trail is really what is the question here, but I don't... If you want to see it, I don't think that you would need okay. to do a check. Your passive perception, definitely high enough and military training. Yeah, it's still there. There's yeah. definitely just this, this dirt trail of cemetery yeah. dirt that has been like, you know, footed into the carpet. Totally. And okay. it just goes to Harriet Lockwell's room. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to make a note of whose room it goes to and just like clock that. And then I will go to my room where I assume it's just the generic bedroom with my tiny little overnight valise because I have nothing with me. Yep. Yeah. It's basically a four, four poster bed. It's got a nice, very nice looking rug down on the bottom. And uh, your valise is on the luggage rack at the uh, foot of the bed. I'll take like three minutes to switch from my black everyday vestments to like the black and white with the like formal layer that is like, oh, I'm attending an official function outfit mm -hmm. because yep. that's what I've got. 
I will pop back out, and then I am gonna go to the door that has a blank nameplate, and I'm just gonna knock. No answer. Okay. Uh, twist the doorknob. Is it locked? It is locked. Okay. Uh, take note of that, and then I will head down to whatever is left of appetizer hour. Or half hour. How I don't know how long. Fancy parties, I don't know how long appetizers take. We're already delayed like 45 minutes to an hour on dinner because of the boar mishap. So <laughs> as everybody gets down there, you you see that there is uh, you know, Amy is like running around serving drinks and she kind of runs back and she comes out with a tray of appetizers. She's looking really overworked like you don't see anyone else helping her out and you know the the lockwells are there lady silverhall is there the uh the constable and the detective and their beautiful dog are there they're all kind of yucking it up with their beverages of choice uh, and as as you guys kind of walk in constable custer just kind of raises a glass to you to you guys and and nods and gives gives all over a, a long look but you know he's He's very liquored up at this point. And as you guys kind of settle in, you hear a door close from from the third floor. And after about 20 seconds, uh, down walks Entrar Silvershield, the high elf with flowing green dark robes, long silver hair that partially covers his ears. And he, he walks down and raises raises a, a glass and you can see just this like this kind kindness in his eyes kind of washes over everybody and he just raises his glass I hope everybody is having a wonderful time I know I sure am and I'd love to hear more about what you guys have been up to as he walks into the room Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel. We're live five nights a week at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. We stream tabletop games every Tuesday night, so feel free to stop in and say hi when we're live. Your cast for the Explorers Club is Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, Agent Maggie Carter, a.k.a. Christy, Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, and Sunsets Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zap. You can also find us at Torpin Network on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, or hop on our Discord to get directly involved with our amazing community. And remember, here at the Torpid Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. Thanks for listening. It's like I fucking planned that music change, and I'm sorry for saying that, Alondra, because now you have to do it in the podcast. <laughs> oh, we've had like three really good music drops so far, and I'm very angry about it, because I have to be just as good in the edit later. That was even one of Doyle's theme music, so like, it's perfect. Sick. It's like it's I meant to be. Music. Yeah. Everybody has theme music, which you'd all know if you listened to the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> I'm deaf. Yikes.